vegan, a person that does CrossFit, and a zero RB walking to a bar. I know this because they told everybody on the way in. What up, everybody? This is another zero RB episode over here at Sleeper Wire. Of course, I am Natter, hosted by the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. Man, are you ready for this? Absolutely, man. I love talking zero RB. I was way back when a bit of a zero RB guy, but now I'm I'm sort of firmly in the middle and and you know free to swing either way. You know, I I, I tried it once. I tried it once and never again. And I felt like it was it. I don't like zero RBers. I just want to put it out there. I don't like why because I feel like it lets you have an excuse. Like you do zero RB. And it doesn't work out. Oh, I, you know, the excuse is, oh, I didn't have any RBs. You know, what do you expect? You can't win without RBs, but if it ends up working out for you, then it's, oh, how did you lose to somebody who didn't even draft any RBs? I'm just that good. You know, it, it kind of, it, it gives you excuses. That's, and I don't like that. I feel like it's right in your wheelhouse, given how much you love to taunt and troll people. I think winning and rubbing in their face would suit you down to the ground. Yes, but it's, not quite as entertaining as hoarding all the good RBs and then giving everybody shitty trade offers that really need an RB. Well, fair enough. Uh-huh. To each his own. <laughs> of course, we are also guested by who's the legendary zero RB player who will do it even if he is 101. Who's how are you doing? <laughs> how the heck are you guys? What is up, sleepers? It's nice to be back. So, who's if it's like. We'll just break it down right away. If it's the 101, 102, 103, are you still going like a a wide receiver? Or at that point, are you like, okay, I kind of have to pick up one of those players? I mean, Peyton Barber staring at me at the 101. No, that's fair. (laughs) You know, it's tough. It's tough. No, I mean, 101, you you go, I I don't go into a draft saying I'm going to go zero RB. Unless, unless I know everyone that's in the draft with me is just bad at fantasy football, then you know I, I do whatever I want. I could be a little bit more willy nilly because it's gonna work itself out. I'm gonna work the waivers. I'll have more fun with it. Um, if I'm in a competitive draft, obviously I, I would like to have uh, you know stable ones. I still don't know if, like, okay, one one, yeah, you, you're going to go CMC there. You're going to go Dalvin if that's what you're a believer in. Um, now with the Saquon reports, I wouldn't be surprised if you see that in some of your redrafts, especially uh, a lot of Giants fans. I definitely could see that. Uh, but, yeah, outside of that, you're going to go, especially back half of the draft, that's where that sweet spot. And I, I will say, now is a time where you can kind of get away with doing the zero RB even more because you're in super flex leagues, you're in tight end premium leagues. All of those positions, people are nervous about those top guys, especially quarterbacks. So the running backs just fall. And then you can get guys. Well, I'll wait for that. We'll talk about the guys we could get later. Oh, a little, a little cliffhanger. You always like to see it, especially when the guest does it. That's always added spice to the little episode. Of course, with, with zero RBs, I think this year it might be a little bit more viable to do it, especially in the back half of the draft. I think if you're a pick uh, seven through 12, it's a little bit more viable to do so because the, the, the tier list, of course, if you want to listen to our tiers, we did that last week. The tiers fall off heavily after that. After the sixth pick, the tiers fall off. And then you kind of start thinking about wide receivers a little bit more than running backs uh, and how you can kind of scoop one up there. And then, you know, of course, pick one up later, yada, yada. We'll talk about all that good stuff later on. Um, but, of course, Sheehan, I know you have a little bit of a segment for us. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, obviously, Hoos is on the show tonight. He's our boss. So, this segment is called Who's the Boss? And I wasn't going to do. I was going to do a Tony Danza impression, uh, but it turns out I don't know what Tony Danza sounds like. Which I think most people who hear my impressions would agree. I don't know what anyone sounds like, but especially I don't know what Tony Danza sounds like. So the conceit here uh-huh. is that I am going to give you some uh, uh, some of the league's one A and one B pairings. You guys are going to tell me who is definitively the boss. So let's start with those 
superstar receivers in the Pacific Northwest. Who is the one A and why? Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Uh, D- DK Metcalf. He- he's one A. Tyler Lockett's one B. Yeah, uh, DK's the boss. Fair he's, enough. Yeah, he's girthy. Tyler Lockett, he's not so much girthy. <laughs> you, can, you can't be the boss if you're not girthy. That's that's a fair comment. Um, yeah, I, th- I still think I think Lockett's still going to be the the number one target to play there, but um, DK's obviously got that big play potential. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Oh, that's actually a tougher one. Oh, Thielen's yeah. always going to be one A. I'm going to give him the nod there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Adam. Fair enough. And does that change if Kirk Cousins' uh, attitude to COVID starts to filter into the season and Kellen Mond starts taking snaps? Well, I heard you thinking about it, no? I heard you thinking, or, or is that uh, Lamar? I think it might have been Lamar. I think uh, I think Cole Beasley has a higher chance of getting the vaccine than uh, Kirk Cousins right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's getting that thing back up. Fair enough. He's just going to play behind that plexiglass shield he was talking about last week. Uh-huh. Cool. Two guys we're probably going to talk about later, James Conner and Chase Edmonds. The one getting the red zone touches. I believe James Conner is going to be the 1A there. Yeah, it's going to be frustrating. Um, and the PPR full point, I'm going to go Edmonds. I, I, I agree with that one. Yeah, I, I think he catches about at, at least three, four, four a game. And then if he gets you 20, 30 yards, you know, three more points, falls in the end zone, uh, you know, you're not, you're not upset with that. I feel like James Conner's going to have some uh, tight end-like stat lines this year. You know, he's going to be a touchdown in 40 yards, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to start that every week, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially as a zero RB guy. Um, but I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get into James Conner later. Absolutely. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. They're both 1As. Don't make me pick. It's definitive. You've got to tell me who the boss is. There's only one oh, boss. Oh, God. All right. Robert Woods. Cup the boss. That, that, that boss. Cooper Cup. I think it's cup two. Ouch, that hurts. I got pinned two to one. And Rojo and Leonard Fournette. They're both B's. Neither of them are. Uh, I'll get. I'll, you know what? Fournette had the better Super Bowl run. I'll give it to him. Uh, it's tough. I like Ronald Jones more. I think he he's a better rusher. Uh, I think he had about like four yard games last year. Um, I like to look at guys that have 100-yard games because uh, there are not that many players that do it. And I think he was like – he had like four, maybe five. Um, but Fournette, I think, also had like three. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with, with Ronald Jones. I just like him more. It's Rojo for me too. Love that big play potential. And now let's go to a segment where everyone's the boss. Not as wise words of wisdom. You know, living – by yourself has taught me an important lesson on saving money, especially on electricity. So I always recommend everybody to unplug the refrigerator because, I mean, you're not going to be using it during the nighttime. So, you know, easy way to save electricity right there. Just give it a little unplug and uh, you'll be good to go. It's good. for ice cream and like what, you know, like mm-hmm. ices. You're not eating it at night. So, I mean, it doesn't need to be plugged in. Does your mom know that you're telling the world you live alone? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we don't, it's confidential. I don't know. We don't I'm, talk I'm, about it. I'm a big icy eater. You know, I I can I can probably I probably won't cry off off of the I won't say spilled milk, but you know the the leaky ice cream. But a, a good icy, I don't know, man. Especially like that, like lemonade flavor one. You know, like I don't know. I yeah, don't, just like I, I have nightmares. If if my if my uh, fridge was unplugged at night, yeah, yeah. Just for a record, don't do it, anybody. Please keep your refrigerator plugged in at night. That was only a joke. Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> I, f- I feel like you if if you were slightly older now, you would have been right in that we were uh, right in that window for ringing people up and asking if their refrigerator was running. Uh, that is definitely my uh, forte, and I'm still doing that as we speak. Uh, I, I will never be too old for a prank call. We were we were talking off pod. Here's some inside baseball for you about whether we could introduce a segment where we ring a random number out of the NFL media's black book and see if we can get them on the show. Perhaps this is what we could do with it: is ring them up and ask them if their refrigerator is running. 
That's a pretty good idea. As, as entertaining as that would be, I, I don't think people would like us very much though. We've got in the, in the show notes here that there's a promo for draft night out. And I don't, I think, are we still sold out? Who else? I saw the ads for the shirts go up. Is, uh, are the good people of the fantasy community still able to join us for draft night out? They are able to enter the doors, say hello, get a raffle ticket, have a beer with myself or um, some other fine people there. Nate Hamilton's going to be there. Kate and Michelle Madzuk, beautiful couple they are. Uh, Steffi Smalls, Robbie, the great legendary Scott Fish will be showing up. He's going to be gracing Ooh. us. Ooh. Going to be gracing us. Uh, Marcus Mosher, I believe I saw his. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very pleased to welcome all, all the good people. Unfortunately, the drafts are sold out. So we can't get you in a draft. But I will tell you, since there, there's a little bit of a loophole that we haven't worked out yet. And it's called buy a T-shirt and you secure your spot in a draft of that division of your choice. And then, you know, even if you bought a ticket yesterday, like you bought it, you, you secured your spot. So that's the loophole we, we didn't figure out yet. Just gave it to you guys. Uh, take advantage now. We want people buying those shirts. I saw we posted them on Twitter this morning. They look awesome. They're themed uh-huh. around some of the great television shows of all time. You can get a Seinfeld one, Fresh Prince, Saved by the Bell, The Office, and if you have no taste at all, you could even get a friend's one. Oh, uh, yikes. So, so to be fair, I've never watched any of them. No? Oh. No, I never watched Friends, never watched The Office, Seinfeld, any of them. Jesus. I haven't watched them. This is, it's just impossible. No way. No. I, I mean, I've seen an episode of uh, The Office. I kind of got bored and turned it off. We just lost all of our listeners. Sorry about that. You know, I, you know, I completely understand if you'd never want me to come on. Speaking of draft night out, I mean, I'm a little upset. So I, I got put in a little bit of a catch 22 where, I mean, we, I think I talked about it last episode where, you know, I have some job interviews going on right now. And, and of course, if they interfere, then I won't be able to go. And unfortunately, I got kind of called up on the second round of interviews. So unfortunately, I, I know, I know, I know. I want prioritizing to, money over drafts. I, you know, I, I understand. I understand your frustration. A little bit of me, you know, of course, obviously, I want to move on with the, the career and all that good stuff. But a little bit of me was kind of hoping I would get rejected so I could go to draft night out. You know, so I mean, at You're least, least there's that. everywhere, so that's the upside there. Oh, okay. You know, I'll take that. I can live with that. Well, if you don't want to be like Natter and actually want to have fun with some cool people, meet members of the fantasy community, wear an awesome shirt, have some beers, I'm sure it will get out of hand. Head on over to draftnutout.com, buy yourself a ticket, and uh, we'll see you in Canton, Ohio on Saturday. Yes, exactly. So so to be fair, uh, a couple people have been asking on Twitter, is this an analyst-only event? No, it is not an analyst-only event. This is for the consumers. We want as little analysts there. Analysts aren't fun. They start bringing numbers into it. They start bringing right. opinions. We don't care. We don't. I don't want to hear it. The, their opinions are usually stupid half the time. Anyway, we don't want analysts. We want the consumers. We want you guys, the viewers, the listeners. I want to be. We, you know, of course, I, I wanted to be able to meet everybody. That's not going to be able to happen. Hopefully, you guys can meet Hoos on my behalf and uh, you know roast me with it and uh, all that good stuff. Please don't roast me on on Natter's behalf. No, please do. Please do. That'd be entertaining. Yeah, submit all, right. all formal complaints in person. I mean, I mean, people already have. So, I mean, what's another? <laughs> we, one? we will have we will have the whole thing recorded. So, I, I will just tell you, good people, um, watch watch what you do. It will be recorded, and we might put it out there um, in uh, something to your employer. There you go. <laughs> there you Not go. only could you win excellent fantasy football memorabilia draft night out, you could also get hashtag cancelled. So yes. sign up for that. Yes. Right then the rules. There's a beautiful rules by Lord Don't Lose on on the Twitterverse. If if, if you guys um, know the bird app, Lord Don't Lose, he's got some pretty good unofficial rules. That's fair. Draft night out. Unofficial rules. We're going baseball right into it. All right. So the zero RB strategy. Why would you go zero RB? One, it's a little bit more challenging. 
It's a little bit more enchanting. It's a little bit more spicy. I understand why people do it because sometimes just drafting Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, and then, you know, like picking yourself up a CEH in the third round. Sometimes it just makes it too easy. All right. You need a little bit of a challenge. The benefits of it is that you're able to snag wide receivers early, the elite wide receivers only. If you're able to take Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and then a Cooper Cup or a Robert Woods, your first three picks, then you have an elite wide receiving core. You're able to secure a wide receiving core. You're able to secure some running back twos. You have a starting lineup that's going to scare some people, especially if you also snag a couple of handcuffs. Unfortunate injuries happen, and uh, you're able to propel yourself into a free RB1. You're going to have a scary lineup. You're able to maximize efficiency by picking up an elite quarterback, a good tight end, and maybe even an elite kicker in my boy Young Ho Koo then congratulations. You have a very scary lineup. You're going to make waves in the playoffs. You're going to be in the championship run. There's no doubt about it. The unfortunate thing is, is, you know, running backs got to work, right? If they don't work, you don't win. And uh, of course, that's why we have who's here, the legendary zero RB strategist. And he, of course, he's going to tell us exactly who to look for, when to look for them, why to look for them. And of course, how to be efficient in the beginning of the draft. So who's, let me start off with asking you, is this a, you know, we, we kind of touched up on it in the earlier part, but is this a backhand strategy only? No, it it's more, it, it'll fit the format that you're playing. in. So if you're in, in a QB league, or, you know, like two QB, two tight ends or something like that, super flex league. I'm um, sorry, it's super flex. It's a tight end premium. You can get these guys even in the middle of the, of the, of the drafts or even early. It really doesn't matter. But if you're in a conventional league, like one court quarterback, um, two two flexes, it it's definitely more difficult. It's more challenging. I wouldn't advise it as much. This year, because you you don't necessarily have to do it. This year, I would say if you're in these these you know less casual leagues, you know such as a super flex for flexes, you know you can do that strategy and end up with a pretty nice team. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, it it all depends on how the draft falls, knowing who you're drafting with. Uh, if you know you're going to be drafting with guys that you know their first few picks because you've been playing with in a home league with these guys for years and you just know who they are going to pick, you could probably get away with it a little bit more unless you're in the league with a guy that's also trying to do uh, zero RB. If there's multiple people in the league trying to do zero RB, it's not going to work as much. Uh, you're probably going to get one of you guys are going to get lucky unless uh, you're active on the waivers, which, you know, just being active on waivers works almost all the time anyway. Uh, but it's it's 2021. We're in oh, like 20 leagues apiece uh, <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> it's harder to, to get through the waivers. You want to nail your draft um, and get those guys, those backups that, um, you know, when the top guy gets injured, you don't necessarily have to go run out waivers. They're already on your team. So that's that's a big part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Shan. Now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading a list, both of you guys, Hoos and Shia. I'm gonna start reading it, and then I'll ask you guys: Do you take a wide receiver here, or do you take a running back here? So right now, if I say we're going through a conventional draft, you know, a, a standard, you know, half point PBR, one QB, non premium, all that good stuff. Let's see, 101, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Derrick Henry, Saquon, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb. They're all taken. Next on the list is Zeke, Aaron Jones, Eckler, Joe Mixon, all that good stuff. The significant drop off. Are you taking either Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams, or are you going to go for Zeke? Uh, I'm probably going to go uh, – I, I might zag a little bit and go Waller. Or, um, yeah, I, I might go Waller here. Um, Non-tight end premium, regular standard league. Still. Half point PBR. I, I, I'd like to get it out the way. Uh-huh. Uh, Waller or Kelsey, um, if I'm further and back in the draft – I definitely want to grab them round one or two just so I don't have to deal with it later on in the draft. Um, and again, that's feeling confident about the people I'm drafting with. If I'm in a competitive league, I'm not going to grab those guys that early just because that's that kind of, it kind of puts me a little – it doesn't put you behind the eight ball at all, but it makes it a little bit harder because you're drafting with savvier people. Um, but I'm I'm guessing you are more advanced than everyone else in your home league. And that's who, who who's listening. Um, yeah, you you could go that route or go to Rico. You know, go go 
uh, your favorite wide receiver just because you want to have fun with it. You're playing fantasy. You want to grab your guys. Um, so if whether that's Diggs, you want to grab Diggs first, I don't have a problem with it. I think you could probably get him later. I don't know if I would necessarily want him this early, but I think he's still going to be a top 10 guy. Maybe he doesn't end up being top three, but he definitely has that number one potential. Um, Manuel Sanders scares me a little bit, but I digress. You know, you, you, you can pick whoever you like at that point. Um, because running back is going to be there if you did want to go grab another one in the second round. Uh, that drop-off from Tyreek, um, I mean, I feel like the drop-off after Tyreek is just, Tyreek's kind of that 1A and everyone else is whatever. You know, no disrespect to everyone else because everyone else is, could be a 1A too. But I think there's a little bit more question marks with everyone else, whereas Tariq, you, you know, he's the number one wide receiver um, you know, Devontae Adams, obviously a stud. They brought in some weapons. Um, it's it's not the same show as it was last year. I don't believe Devontae Adams is probably going to be the number one again. I see him being top three, but I, I, I'd probably put Tariq firmly there and then look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shane? If I'm going a wide receiver that early, and for the sake of answering your question that you asked me 20 minutes ago, uh, I would be – I'm probably in, of the same mind with you. It's McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Henry, and Chubb. I could be swayed on Barkley. It'll depend how the rest of the preseason looks, how his injury is tracking. I'm happy going Hill there. He would be my preference, happy going Adams. But I'd be looking to try and stack that with Mahomes or Rogers early. If we're talking pure zero RB, try and double up on those points where I can early and – um really maximize those uh, uh, that first round pick as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Uh, I want Tyreek Hill in that spot. Right there, I want Tyreek Hill. And when you say stack, of course, you know, we want to stack him with Patrick Mahomes. What, what, yep. Do you know Patrick Mahomes is ADP like right off the bat? Uh, he's middle to late third round off the top of my head. So you think you'd be able to snag him in the third on the turn? Oh, actually, Actually, I don't yeah. because his ADP is 17.4. Oh, so you're probably not going to – realistically, you're probably not going to be able to stack Tyreek Hill with Patrick Mahomes. you gotta, you got to go for pick one, pick two. Ooh, which is tough. That's, that's tough depends, to tell somebody to do. It depends what kind of league you're in. I, and, again, you know, you go to competitive, you know, versus your, your home, home leagues. Your home leagues, guys are going to be grabbing um, quarterbacks end of the first, early second. You're in competitive leagues. Guys aren't grabbing quarterbacks until the third round, the earliest. Yep. Um, you just won't see a quarterback in a competitive league in the second round. You know, not again. No disrespect to anybody, but just a competitive meaning. You know, like you, you know the ADPs. You know you could get these guys later. Um, you want those top tier, you know, guys first, um, and then you, you can grab your quarterback because you can get if you miss out on Mahomes you know, you could get uh, Josh Allen there or whoever else. So, you know, Kyler. So yeah. as, as much as I dislike Kyler's actual NFL talent, his fantasy talent is through the roof. I, he's he's like, one of the guys that I'm actually going after. He's got in, like, in All right. So let's see here. So if you're going for Patrick Mahomes, one, two, and then third round, you're probably looking at, would you, would you, would you take a running back in the third round? Who's? No, or you're still going wide receiver. If, if I'm if I'm staying true to zero RB, um, I, for the sake of the argument of the sake of the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to stack my team. Um, you know, in the third round, you got a plethora of just wide receiver ones there still. Um, it gets dicey for running backs. Um, early on, even you know you got first round running backs that bust every year. It's usually like those third, fourth round guys that kind of end up doing it for you um you might get one first round running back that'll stay healthy you know um or two you know uh but within the two for top two rounds you might get three or four but mm-hmm. it always changes you know you got coaches that hate guys you know and it's like <laughs> i'm relegating you it's so the guys you like it may not ever you, know, you got these guys running through walls through every down so, you know, my my walking into zero RB is never um yeah, it's fun and you do get to brag and you do have a fallback, I guess, if you uh-huh, <laughs> you uh-huh. know all the things you said. 
but yeah, as she said too, you, you should be a zero RB guy for this. You are the tip. Like you now, it, it's you. You're supposed to be a zero RB guy. You're supposed to be holding my hand <laughs> and doing skips and being like, ha la 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 la. Look, we got Miles Gaskin so late. You guys are losers. You took somebody early and he got injured right away in week one. Um, you know, so I mean, I don't know. It's it's a groovy thing to just sit back and stack your team on guys that you know are going to be getting the targets unless a freak injury happens running backs it you're not really waiting for a freak injury it's i want to knock on some wood and say it's going to happen because they walk into like i'm a, a very big laws of averages guys like you go outside enough you drive a car you're in a race car you you do enough laps you're gonna hit a wall you're gonna tip something it's going to happen it's just the way it's, it is no way, you know, you do the same way with success. You do something long enough. You're going to be successful at it. You quit on yourself and then that's, that's where you fail. But there's literally no way you can fail if you do it every day. Like how, how are you failing? Unless you're just doing it wrong too. But um, I digress. That's what you're here for. You're making sure everybody does not fail. So uh, would you take an RB if he falls? So, for example, yeah, absolutely. Najee Harris, you know, his ADP is, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Sheehan, late third round. Oh, ooh, early third round? I corrected you before you were wrong. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's talented. So say, say like you're late third to early fourth since you're going to be on the turn. And, you know, hypothetically speaking, Najee Harris is still on the board. Would you take him there or would you still kind of follow your routine? Um. Sorry, I, someone told me I was on the clock. Um, I, I, oh. I, I would still wait because I think given preseason's overreactions, um, I think I might be able to get him later. Okay, that's fair. So maybe oh, Najee is a, a bad example, because, but he's a good example because you react to news. And I'm ever thinking in this draft as guys continue to fall, okay, that's a guy I'll be happy with. How I'll do it is I'm just like, okay, who do who is the last guy I will be happy with? And it's a long list of guys that, you know, I know I can be happy with five guys, five or six guys that I'll be happy with those guys. And I have five or six of them. Meanwhile, you're happy with three guys. And if one gets injured, now you got two guys and you've neglected those five guys that now are on my team. And now you need to make a trade with me because I have the guys and I might have the backup to your guy too. And all I'm going to do is say, hey, take the fourth receiver I have and you're the backup that got injured. And you're going to be like, okay, cool. <laughs> and you take that. And then I end up getting the better, you know, I upgrade a position. And then by the time it's all said and done, get it close to the playoffs, it becomes where you, you're not even setting your lineup. Your your lineup is automated. And you just have a stacked team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm, I'm curious to know in your opinion on this one. You know, s- same hypothetical example. Would you take him or would you let him slip? I think what underpins zero RB is the fact that you are trying to exploit value. So, as was said, you're not going in with a, a fixed mindset. The, you can't be fixed in a draft. You've got to be water. You've got to be fluid. You've got to be prepared to flex in your strategy. So, if I'm going in blindly drafting zero RB and someone falls, then I'm a fool to myself. The idea is to try and get the best value. And if a player is falling, then that's where the value is. You know, no one's going to turn around and have me go, well, you're not a a zero RB guy because you took DeAndre Swift in the fourth round or back into the fourth round because he fell. It's just a smart draft pick. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fair. Uh, I I I agree with you, especially being watery. Me personally, I'll, I'll talk about being blood. You know, a little bit thicker. You know, I come in with a strategy. I want to execute that strategy, but it just you know you, you can kind of be a little bit more malleable if you know what I mean. So, who's talked about people that he would be okay with drafting? I want to hear that list and a little bit of why. Okay, so I mean, where do you want to start? Like the the first guy I'm taking, or like yeah, yeah. Let's start with first. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with the the first RB you're looking at. So off the top of my list, and I don't have a list in front of me. Um, off the top of my mental, you know, Miles Gaskins stands out for me. He's a guy that's going to catch a lot of passes. Yes. Um, he's a guy that's going to get some rushing work. 
Um, and, you know, he may lose some some goal lines, so maybe Malcolm Brown. But aside from that, you know, he, he's, he still should get some goal line. Uh, I think he he I think he rushed for for two touchdowns last year, if I'm not mistaken. Could be mistaken. I don't have the numbers in front of me, and I've looked at his numbers in a while. <laughs> but Miles um, <laughs> Gaston is a guy that I've been high on early into you know very early in the off season. Um, I'm happy that he's kind of stayed with his. Uh, um, I don't want to say stay with it because now there's some kind of hype going on along with him now. Trey Sermon's another one guy. Uh, Raheem Mostert, those guys they'd be fine with. Um, you know, I I take both of them. You know, those I I don't mind grabbing two guys. I'd like to actually have entire backfields on my team, especially if I'm grabbing guys late. Um, you know, I'm grabbing Justin Jackson and 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 Josh Kelly late in pretty much every draft. Um, you know, I did it in the Scott Fish. You know, a lot of guys that I just know I can you know, get laid or, uh, Xavier Jones and funk, you know, I love grabbing those guys, you know, I mean, they're so late. People are forgetting about them. People are just so hung up on Daryl and it's like, so those are the guys I'm targeting guys that people are, are just forgetting about. Um, you know, Chase Edmonds is another guy, you know, you got Gus Ed- Edwards. I mean, uh, and I guess uh, Gus, uh, uh, Gus, yeah, is it Gus Edwards? Yeah. Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is another guy that you can get late. Um, and he's, I think he's going to have a solid role. Like, I think he's could be an RB2 for you, you know, and you, you end up with like a, a bunch of these guys that you'll end up, you know, you're okay with them. And it's not going to always work out. You know, what I mean by not working out is the guys you draft are not going to always work out. So you go in with this mindset. If you could get, eight points from one running back and another 13 from another, but your stud wide receivers are cranking out like 20 points. You're winning because they're you're, you're the other guy that's playing. It's his top running back might get injured. You know, we're now we're not banking on that, but he also might not get a touchdown. So there's a lot of variables, you know, that play into it. And all you're really asking for is eight to, you know, eight, 10 points from, your second running back, as long as everybody else is killing it for you. So you got top quarterbacks, you got top wide receivers, you got a top tight end, and you got the backup already on your team. So if they get injured, you're all right. You know, I mean, I I, I go back to one of the first uh, to, to one of the dynasty teams um, that I went undefeated on last year, and it was my first undefeated team ever. Like I've never been undefeated in all of playing fantasy football, you know, never, never had an undefeated team. So this was actually on our sleeper wire, guys. So uh, <laughs> this is all this. So you got George in here. You got Jason in here. You got Chris in here. All the top sleeper wire guys, you know, other than you guys will be added in here for me to slaughter later. But <laughs> um, this this team, I'll, I'll, a lot of people ask me this because I've tweeted about it before. And I'll tell you who I drafted. And you can laugh at the guys I drafted year one because it's, it's laughable. Um, and to go undefeated, and not just to go undefeated, every the years prior I was a game out from the finals. Every so, out semifinals, semifinals, undefeated season. So this is the team I drafted year one: Antonio Brown, Aaron Rodgers. This is four years ago. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Zach Ertz, Jay Ajayi, Mark Ingram. That's a name. Dion Lewis, Chris Thompson, of course, I have his picture in my underpants. Uh, <laughs> Same. The rest of my the rest of my running backs were James White, Chris Ivory, Wayne Gallman, Bo Scarborough, and Mark Walton. Wow, that that's a nice little walk down fantasy memory lane. I know that's yeah, a, it, you know, it, that's a memory. <laughs> and the wide receivers weren't even that great. Hmm. I just worked, but the when you start off with Rodgers and Wilson. I mean, Antonio Brown was Antonio Brown, and he's still on my roster, and he's still – the guys tried to pawn him away years ago when he had that suspension offering me fourth-rounders, third-rounders. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Uh, yeah, I had Chris Hogan on this team, you know, thinking he was going to be a thing when, you know, New England. I had Chris Godwin, the you know, early you know, guy that believed in him, Sterling Shepard. 
as my wide receiver, Josh Dotson, James Washington, Julian Edelman, who I just dropped off of my team. He he did well for me last year even, uh, so he got injured. But, yeah, these, these are guys that you just got to stay active. I don't want to say luck doesn't come into play because it does. Uh, but, you know, in, in the rookie drafts, I ended up taking um, uh, Paris Campbell, Irv Smith. Uh, oh, sorry, no, it was Daryl Henderson, uh, Deontay Johnson, Tony Pollard, and I took Darren Waller um, in the fifth round of a rookie draft because vets were available. <laughs> um, and we all know what Darren Waller is now. That was 2019 season. So, I mean, it's, it's in after, after that, I also traded a bunch of rookies, like round picks for, for guys to help me now. So that's what kind of got me to that undefeated season. Um, I did get have some luck, obviously, but uh, it, it can be done. It could be done. It could be done. Uh-huh. Now, Sheehan, I know you have a little bit of a small list. Uh, I want you to go over with your list. And then I kind of want to list off a bunch of little no-namers or little back-end guys and see who's given a – and then he'll give me like a yay or nay on them. So, Sheehan, can you uh, sound off your list real fast? Yeah, so what we're looking at here is – uh, essentially RB4 or later, so that's the RB37 or later. Looking at some of these guys, you can target late in drafts who uh, can fill in. And I think Hus hit on a pretty interesting point uh, before when he was talking about you're looking for guys to be RB2s. Now, the most overused uh, point in sports all over the world is Moneyball, and that's essentially what we're trying to do here. The underlying concept is you don't need to draft an RB2 season. You need to find RB2 weeks. And for me, these are guys who can give you RB2 weeks, possibly with RB1 upside if you get really, really lucky. Um, and essentially, you are streaming those running backs. Guys, I wanted my uh, team to play matchups, leverage the right matchups with, and try and get those RB2 weeks that we're talking about. So um, chime in, I guess, with any thoughts. Uh, as we go here. So Damian Harris, the uh, currently the RB40, he is scheduled to be the lead running back on a team who is going to run more than just about any other team in the league this year. Yes, he'll have Cam Newton at least for some weeks taking uh, goal line work off him, but I think there is a lot to like about Damian Harris. He's clearly the number one running back in New England, and they're happy to lean on a guy. I know we have these talks about, oh, you never know what Belichick's going to do. Is it going to be a James White week? Is it going to be a J.J. Taylor week? I think we're going to see a lot of work for Damien Harris. And if Mac Jones takes over from Cam Newton sooner rather than later, then suddenly we're going to see some goal line work for him and for Ramondre Stevenson, I think. Mm -hmm. Tough one, guy. Uh, I like Damien Harris a lot. And uh, pick for at RB40, I mean, it means you're not putting too much investment in him. So if he doesn't work out, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's not a high draft pick, not a lot of high capital to him. I was going to ask who's about him later on, but I mean, we're touching upon him now, which I, which I like a little bit more because he's definitely a high target for me in a uh, zero RB league. So Damian Harris is certainly one of my targets in zero RB leagues. I, I don't usually leave a draft without him. Um, James Robinson is another one uh, who's insanely faded. Like he's, there's so many glowing reports and, you know, guys who may have heard of, you know, Prophet who's or just seen the name, you know, may have seen some of my my pushes on Sleeper. I'm not going to lie. Some of the reports, I'm, I'm getting so much James Robinson. I'm hiding. I'm, I'm not I'm not pushing some of the reports. I haven't been <laughs> I, I, and like because because I want him to stay. I want him to stay nice in value. When I push a guy, I push Terrace Marshall today selfishly um and you know it, it was glowing reports it was going to get pushed anyway it's not like it wasn't going to get pushed so i wanted to make sure you know i was the first to push it so it, it got pushed out on a sleeper you know terrace marshall's another one of my guys that's a dynasty thing much later there's another topic for another question uh, another show uh, but yeah damian harris is definitely one of my guys zach moss is one of my guys chase edmonds one of my guys, JD McKissick, one of my guys. We talked about Xavier Jones and Jake Funk, you know, Corey Clement, you know, uh, if Saquon happens to get injured again, hopefully he doesn't, that would break my heart. Jared Patterson's another one. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, there's just so many late round guys. Uh, 
Keyshawn Vaughn, I'm not interested in him at all, but he's so free. He's free. Like, I I want the free guys. I want the guys I don't have to spend anything on, and they have something about them that they could could shoot up. So, like, I, I, I want those guys, you know. Very, very high on Trey Sermon. Very high. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. So uh, l- let me sound off a couple guys, and then you can give me a quick yay or nay. Now, Mike Davis used to be heavy on the uh, zero RB list, but I think there's a lot of hype behind him now. I think his yeah. uh, ADP kind of skyrocketed yeah. a little bit. He's not going to end up on him. I won't have him on any of my teams because he's he's taken too high. He's fell out of my zero RB range. Yeah, so I, I don't uh, I don't know if you remember when we did our mock draft and you were in it. I specifically took Mike Davis, so you couldn't. I don't know if I, you I, heard I, that. I, I felt I felt a lot of things you were doing. I was like, man, I already know what's happening. And you know what? With that draft, I will admit that I walked into that draft, um, zero RB, and that was. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which which we enjoyed, especially while doing the mock yeah, draft. That way, it uh, gives us different perspectives. Yeah, I, I heard you roasting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. Thank you. Did you like the roast, by the way? It was. It was. It was fairly good. I, okay. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It so. Once or twice. <laughs> okay. So let me let me sound off a couple more people, and then uh, Raheem Mostert. Is there, is there, I love him. Okay. Kenyon Drake. Uh, nah. Nah. Okay. All right. Uh, Zach Moss. Yes, okay, a AJ Dillon. Uh, I don't mind him. I, I'm not going out my my way to grab him. Could be a mistake. Naheem Hines. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm high on Hines as well. I think he's a a big beneficiary from Wentz being injured if he misses time. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Terry Cohen? Uh huh. Tariq Cohen. Yeah, I, I like Cohen. I'm again not a guy. I'm going out my way to get. I think he probably ends up more at RB three, RB four. Um, Matt, you can use him weeks. You know, mm-hmm. if he has a good week, you're going to tell him right away. Uh, Matt Breda? Uh, yeah, same thing. You know, you're going to roster him stash. He's a, he's a stash. He's not even that same breadth of uh, what I don't think. Uh, Jamal Williams? Oh, yeah. Jamal Williams I like a lot. I think he's he's he has that put RB, back in RB2, like a late RB2 potential, more, more RB3. But, you know, he's going to have RB2 weeks. High in RB two weeks. Now, what about what? What do you think about the uh, the Broncos RB situation? You got Melvin Gordon, and now you got the rookie coming up. Are you interested in either two RB twos? Two RB twos. I think both can get it done. I'm really interested to see. And, unless Javante fails, if Javante fails, then Gordon's just going to be RB one. Um, but like low, like low end, you know, borderline RB two, high end RB two. But Melvin Gordon, he's just constantly disrespected, um, and he just gets it done. And he he just has a chip on his shoulder every season. I love it. I recommend everybody go out and get Melvin Gordon uh, at his ADP. I think uh, it, it just can't fail at his price. Perfect for uh, RB guy. Perfect for uh-huh. RB guy. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, currently, Le'Veon Bell is not on a team. Would you do? <laughs> would you do it for fun, or is this kind of like a no? No way. Nah, no interest in them. I'd rather have McKinnon on my team. Uh-huh. Is Rashad Penny a handcuff or a potential ZRB guy? No, he is. He's a handcuff, but uh, I mean, he's he's he has a lot to prove. So, um, I'm a little interested in those guys that have a lot to prove. So he's certainly a guy that I have a lot of Carson. I'm, I'll probably be grabbing him. Samaje Pirine had a little bit of an uptrend going on at the end of last year. Are you interested in him? I I was until they brought in Chris Evans and Puka. Um, and I like Chris Evans a lot. Um, Puka, not so much. Um, Evans has looked pretty good, and Burrow hasn't been looking very good. So I'm afraid you might see a lot of Joe Mixon and Chris Evans. Um, and then Chris Evans towards the end of the year, um, even though – they, you know, they did extend Mixon. He only has ten million guaranteed, so I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't do too well. He's a the guy they move move away from. Uh huh. Uh huh. Tevin Coleman. <sighs> yeah, I I don't really have any of them rostered. It could be a mistake, but I I have no real interest in them. Uh huh. Would you Cole, go ahead? Oh, sorry. I was going to say I think Coleman falls into that category you're talking about earlier of trying to sew up a backfield. And you can question the fantasy value of the Jets' backfield, but Michael Carter's being drafted yeah. as the one there. I'm Absolutely. not convinced he's he's the lead back or even the best back in that backfield as much as I like Carter. 
Coleman's got it done, and he knows he's going to know the Lafleur Shanahan tree scheme. Uh, they've also got Ty Johnson, who was their best runner yeah, in the games they won last year, and he's a guy that I think could have a big season. Then Natter, I know you're you're massive on Lamichael P Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I, I will uh, die on his ship, is uh, you know, with my flag raised high that I think Michael Pirion is a phenomenal running back. I, I agree with Shannon Harley, and I'm probably going to change my approach with the with the not having because I really don't have much of Michael Carter on my team, and that's because he goes a little bit higher, and I don't believe in Tevin Coleman so much, so I've just kind of missed out on that pairing. But that's a good pairing. Because you get them together, it's not as expensive. But I've just been kind of honing in on my guys, and I'm trying to, you know, uh, you know, differentiate that a little bit. Just, uh, just you know, going into laws of averages, kind of, you know, you're not always going to be right on players. Uh What about Philip Lindsay? Uh, Another guy, I'm not really. I like Philip Lindsay, the player. I think he's in a, you know, pretty shitty situation. fighting behind so many running backs that also are in shitty situations that they they have you know these are all guys are, are fighting for their lives these are jobs you know um so i, I, I don't know i'm I, i'm not really excited about it but I, i'm rooting for philip Lindsay, the person you know I, I like he's the type of guy i i pick up and and he's the type of chris thompson kind of guy you know i feel like uh, Austin Eckler was one of those guys before Austin Eckler was Austin Eckler. You'd hear me and Chris arguing about Austin Eckler. He's like, Austin Eckler is nothing. And I'm like, I'm telling you, he's going to be the guy. And, you know, um, Austin Eckler is Austin Eckler now. But, you know, those, you know, no one guys that people just, uh, you know, these are people. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they have, you know, they fight for their jobs and they have families and, <laughs> you know, that's, people look past that kind of stuff. I've got a uh, a real soft spot for Philip Lindsay. I think he's probably the best running back, but the best is in the skills you need to be a running back on that team. Um, my issue is they're going to be playing from behind so much and needing to pass so much. He is not a great pass blocker. In fact, he's probably a negative right, as a pass blocker, and um, he's not as good a pass catcher as David Johnson. So I think his his upside is going to be limited, despite the fact he's probably their best actual runner. Agreed. Is there anybody else that we have not touched on that you're interested in? So a lot of my recent drafts, I kind of have been going into a zero RB uh, just because it, it's kind of been falling out. Um, so I'll go into I'll go into one of my current ones. So I'm doing a best ball, uh, a best ball dynasty league. Um, and I kind of did a modified one here. Uh, so I, I went Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the fourth round. He fell. Um, so I couldn't take okay. him. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. I can get with that. I ended up taking, you know, my guys, Miles Gaskin, uh, Damian Harris, Dow Henderson is a, not a guy I would normally target, but he's a guy that fell. Um, another guy, you know, uh, the t- Tony Pollard, Shuba Hubbard is another guy. Devin Singletary is a guy that you know, I don't mind. Um, especially locking up that backfield, he goes way later after. Uh, he goes way later after uh, Zach Moss. Moss. Then you got Javante is is also kind of like he falls into that zero RB range sort of, which is weird, um, you know, because he's a rookie, and but he's like the latest rookie that you can kind of grab in that zero RB territory. Kareem Hunt, um, just outside of that, but you know, depending on the league you're in. But Kareem Hunt's still pretty coveted. Uh, and then, yeah, aside from that, after that, you got really late guys uh, that you can target. You know, we talked about Funk, Savan uh, uh, Ahmed, uh, Damian Williams, Javon Hawkins, Javian Hawkins, uh, Boston Scott's another guy that I like. Uh, Latavius Murray, obviously. I, th- I don't like Latavius as much this year. I look more at his backups. Uh, just because I feel like he's kind of had a long run of being a backup that he's, and he's an older guy that I don't know if I trust him as much. Darrell Williams is another guy. Uh, and then I also said, you know, I can't, it's a dart throw. These are also, you know, all dart throw guys that could 
do something um, if you just punt it, you know, RB. Fournette's a guy that could catch a lot of passes. If he stays healthy, if he takes a shot, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Fournette's get cut. If it, um, I'd be surprised if a lot of guys start getting cut because they're not getting this shot. Um, but that's that's that might be another show. Yeah, um, right. I think that covers them. All right, that's super informative. I really enjoy this type of stuff because it gives it. What I like about zero RB people is that they look at the deeper RBs, and I like that, and I like taking that perspective on it because. Uh, it, it's a little bit tough to gauge the back end RBs, and you're kind of throwing at flyers at that point. And as long as as, as long as you give your chance, as long as you put yourself in a uh, you know in a position to succeed, typically, especially in the end of the fantasy draft, where you know it, it's not the worst thing in the world if your players don't hit, especially in a redraft league, and you're able to come out with an RB two. At worst, you can come out with it is a, a trade bait, trade value, and then a bye week starter. You know, I, I like kind of digging and picking everybody's minds when it comes to zero RBs, uh, just for a different perspective. It's always nice to hear about. I'd be, I'd be, uh, I wouldn't be who's if I didn't mention uh, Kadri Allison the God. Oh God! All right. <laughs> that is where I draw the line. All right, so of course, with who's being on a clock. We're going to have to let him go, which means we're going to have to wrap up this episode. Of course, I am Natter. You can follow this show at SleeperWire on Twitter. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to hit that follow, uh, you know, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell your friends, show your dog, whoever you would like at this point. <laughs> Sheehan, can you let everybody know where they can find you? Yep. As always, I am at Sheehan Solo. That's S-H-E-A-H-A-N-S-O-L-O. And uh, you can find me on this podcast. You can find me on just about every Sleeperwire podcast at the moment. Um, but come and come and say good day on on Twitter, and we can we can talk some fantasy football. There we go. And a host, host the legend. Where can we find you? You can find me, you know, at Draft Night Out. Oh, that's right. There. You can find me at the Expo. You can find me pushing the ones and twos. Maybe you won't find me, but if you think of me, you'll you know you can see me kind of pushing ones and twos in the background, trying to make the magic happen. Got some big news coming, big big news coming, guys. These guys, I love these guys that you guys listen to. I'm very pleased with these guys. I hope you guys are as well. Um, you're gonna be hearing them all season, and I'm excited to bring more talent to you guys. Last year, we brought you uh, Steffi Smalls on beat. She blew up. We brought you Ray GQ, Dynasty Trade Show. We didn't bring you Ray GQ. I don't want to say we brought you Ray GQ, because Ray GQ was killing before Hoos came around. But we gave you a nice rookie show all season. We gave you a nice Dynasty Trade Show in the offseason. Got some really exciting things coming for you. But keep listening, guys. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys the draft night out. And yeah, make sure you subscribe, all that good stuff. And yeah, these guys right here, that's showing some love. There we go. We'd love to see you. And other than that, everybody, good luck. <laughs>